My favorite part right here when white folks come back and find out ex niggas done stole This is a message to the black man in America from Elijah Muhammad, the messenger of a lot to whom praise is due forever. It ain't a rhyme, it's a lyrical savior's letter. I got a mind and it's ticking like a time bomb, hitting every nigga in the head with Islam. And I'm kicking backs to the blacks in the projects. Yo, I got a sword in my hand for the rednecks. Damn the KKK. Your cross burning peck of woods wearing a hood. Yo, we don't play. Go get your buddies and your white sheep sticks with a badge and a gun. 25 cars deep, son. The only weapon that I carry is the truth about the government's plot to destroy black youth. The devil is the Mac using you to kill a black brother in the dope game, slinging cocaine and crack. But if you're too damn blind, deaf, and dumb to understand where I'm coming from, with a M-E double S A G E to the black man, A N D, his enemy. The color man is the other man who took the brother man from the motherland, got him fighting one another and took our names from us. And our language plus lost the religion, the cult to the god of us, the enemy. Yo, he had to deceive us with a blind head, blue-eyed beggar with Jesus. To make us permanent slaves, but Lazarus must be raised up to bust and plus to crush the devil. Who put us all in a fine mess, gave us a fake god and fed us wine flesh. You made us call you master, your pastor, put us in your church and gave us your pastor. Saying we shall overcome, but none overcame, ain't a damn thing changed and you still got a slave man. Your brain is trained in the pain of a sick man Begging a rich man sinking like quicksand Cause Babylon the great is falling and calling us all in But you don't want to get involved in America's evil Wicked way of life and separate from the goddamn white man Damn Uncle Sam better known as the color man Read the final call fall of America And I was saved up as a ride with the plan from God himself Called message to the black man
justice, equality and independence to all African descendants who came here in the year 1555 and lost 600 million lives on a ship from Africa to North America. Study the man's character and listen to the messenger, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Drop the supreme wisdom, atomic bomb, but you ridiculed and rejected him. Very few of you niggas accepted him. You love to argue, but hate to listen. You condemn the Muslims, but you ain't a Christian. Well, what is a Christian? One who is Christ-like, not one that eats the pig and smokes the pipe, right? Adulterous, fornicators and hypocrites saying God's a ghost who has sex with an innocent white woman, but Jesus is black. So why the hell are you waiting for a white man to come back? Look inside the book of Revelations, hard chapter one, giving a description of the true and living black God. Damn, Uncle Sam better know as the colored man, read the final call, fall of America. And our Savior has arrived with the plan from God himself, called message to the black man. Hey, hey, oh, hold on, I can't hear myself. Why can't I hear myself? Oh, come on, I'll start this now. Hold on, y'all. Check, check, check. Wow, why can't I hear myself? Can y'all hear me? Wow, I can't hear myself. That's weird. Hmm. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. That is crazy. I guess I'm not going to be able to hear myself today. Well, I know you. Hold on. Yo, yo. Okay, there we go. Yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Now I can hear myself. All right, my bad. Woo! I finna say, man. Sister Kiana said, Ben exiting this equipment. Hey, man, I'm, you know, we still getting it together. Uh, man, in the name of Allah, the beneficent and merciful, um, I brought witness there is no God but Allah who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad. And uh, he came and raised up for us the, the living and exalted Christ. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I thank those two for leaving and I miss a divine warning guide. Uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's in there three names. I would like to greet you all in the greeting words of peace. We said in the Arabic language of Assalamu Alaikum. What's going on? What's going on? Listen, man. Uh, um, today we're going to be tuning in to the latest message. Y'all know the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke. This week, right? Oh, we got the HD version. You know, we can't do the Zoom version. We had to go get the HD version. We had to make sure that y'all can hear him. He's coming in crisp. He's coming in with that sound. So we're going to be listening to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan give a message to the black community. And if you guys are new on the power call, how the power call works is, man, we listen to the minister. And then at the end, we dialogue. 
But those who will be actually speaking, you know, on camera will be the ones who are in the uh, premium side on the Zoom side. Uh, of course, you can always watch for free and then you can comment. Now, I'm, I'm trying to now I don't know what I got to do, y'all, but I'm trying to get to premium to start putting their cameras back on so y'all can see them. I know y'all tired of looking at their logos. I know y'all tired of looking at these steel faces. I'm working on it now. I'm working on it. I know y'all tired of just if y'all want to listen to a podcast y'all just listen to the podcast afterward so i'm gonna work on them y'all i'm gonna work on them to get them cameras back on and so that y'all can see them and feel the spirit we're gonna work on that but in the meantime in the meantime in between time let's go ahead and get started with the honorable minister louis farrakhan's message let me um see if i can put it up here um and then so uh take notes you know, um, especially those who may be new on the Zoom side, you know, take some notes, make sure that we are uh, writing down our bullet points to be able to share at the end. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Brother Siddiqui, uh, and thanks to all of you that I was blessed to hear of the wonderful work that you are doing, and all of it is important, and every one of you is important to what Brother Siddiqui is trying to do to bring us all together in a wonderful way to build a black nation. But that must have a great foundation that includes us all. So, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is that messenger that was longed for, looked for, hoped for. And he came into existence because the great Mahdi, Master Fard Muhammad, came to North America by himself and was searching for one that he could put on his shoulders, a weighty work and a weighty word. He found that one in the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and he gave him wisdom and and Ramadan Mubarak. May Allah bless you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Well, I thank you for my brother Imam uh, Rahman Muhammad. Uh, our national imam. I didn't expect to hear his 
beautiful voice on this program just yet, but I hope he's listening. This uh, word that I wish to bring today is a part of my thought as time makes me very aware. Hey, hey, family, you know what? I'm going to do something different today. I know I just cut the minister, but I, I'm going to do something different today. Because we heard from the minister live, I want everybody to be on the Zoom this morning. Uh, I'm about to send the link out. I want everybody. Now I'm putting the link right. I'm putting the link inside of the chat right now. All y'all come over to the Zoom side. Yeah, I want to hear from all y'all. Click on that Zoom link. And y'all come over to the Zoom side today because I want to hear the feedback from as many people as possible from this message. So y'all check the comments and then those who's on the app side, I'm a mat, I'm about to blast it out. You about to get a you about to get a little message in a minute. Come on over to the Zoom side today. We all gonna be on here today. Okay, back to the video. Of my mortality. Time is a gift from God. Time is a blessing. It's what we do with time that earns us the honor and respect of our fellow human beings. But above all, it earns us the respect of our Creator. I'm so thankful, Brother Siddiqui, for your inviting me to be a part of this wonderful ninth meeting of the various cadres that we started with just one or two. And now I see so many, I'm very proud of your work, Brother Siddiqui, and all of those who have come forward to help in this effort. But I thought on what could I say to you that would be a blessing to you and a blessing to those whom you represent. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is my teacher. And I am so grateful to Allah that I met this wonderful teacher at the young age of 20. And now, as I am 90 years of age, I am still teaching what I learned from him 
that was so instrumental in helping us not only to be better human beings, but to be better in the exposition of our gifts, skills, and talents that in our work we can glorify the Creator who gave us time, who gave us life, and who blessed us with something of himself in our nature and being. Elijah Muhammad did not represent an Arab religion. He represented the religion which is the natural religion of man, which is the nature of God and the nature of his creation. And of course, the last great representative of that religion is an Arab and a prophet Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah. And here we are. But if we try to take possession of something that belongs to us by nature and call it an Arab religion as people who are not considered Arab we have a tendency to reject it because the last exponents of that religion or this religion were not the best exponents of it, but we thank Allah for them. We thank Allah for the Quran we thank Allah for what they did to spread the Quran, the Hadith, the sayings of the Prophet, and the way of Allah, which is our very nature. So when I say that I am a Muslim, I'm actually saying I'm striving to be myself because my own self is not a Negro. My own self is not an African-American. My own self is I'm created in the nature of God. And I am one of the direct descendants of the Creator. That's why we are called the original people of our planet. And as I listen to each one of you and learned from each one of you, we have to respect 
who we are and respect the God who created each one of us and the honor and respect that we should give to one another makes our coming together to build a nation easier. Now, as a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he developed a program for us that was on the back page of Muhammad Speaks newspaper back in the 60s. There's no way that I could think to bring back his teaching, his way, the culture of Islam without starting from the program that he brought us, which is the very constitution of the nation of Islam. And when we talk about laying a foundation for a black nation, you couldn't lay a foundation for that nation unless you understood that the foundation of it should be a part of the very nature of those of us who were created by Allah and now coming back to ourselves, we want to be a nation. But my brother earlier said he wanted us to be clean. And he said it with such strength and gusto, if you will. And Jesus said the same thing. Wash and be clean. We can't build a nation that will stand the test of time unless that nation is rooted in the universal order of things. So we have as our flag the sun, the moon, and the stars. And these three uh, representatives of the faith help us to understand what is the nature of God, the nature of his way, the nature of ourselves. What greater light is there in our universe than the light of the sun? And that sunlight is what gives light, life, and power to everything in existence in what we call universe. Sun, that moon out there, and people like to sing about, talk about, but the only thing that makes the moon great is the light that it borrows from the sun that equalizes 
the waters of the earth and gives life and growth to the vegetation of the earth. So it's very productive. We can't say we are a part of the creation and are not productive. Everything that Allah creates, it must justify its existence by being itself. What did God create it to do and to be? And when it is doing what it should do, what it was created to do, it justifies its existence. Our sojourn in America and the wicked way that we were taught and trained took us out of being ourselves. And the worst thing that happened to us was that the enemy made us into himself. A black white man. That's terrible. We don't have ourselves in this because he made sure we didn't have a teacher that could teach us from the nature of our being and connect us back to the originator of the heavens and the earth. Allah says to us in the Quran, listen to these words. I created you. I, you didn't say your mother, you didn't say your father. You are a creature of the creator himself. And you are a part of his original creation. Caucasian people are not a part of the original creation of God. He's not a native nowhere on the planet because he came from us by God's permission. So he's not a native African. He's not a native American. He's not a native Asian or Caribbean man. No. He is what he is. A made man and mankind. A kind of a man that is opposite the creator. So since he taught us and made us into himself, we have been fighting him since we are conscious, but we're fighting him in us. The arrogance, the, the uh, hatred of self, the envy, the enmity, that didn't come from the creator. That came from the enemy. So cleansing what our brother talked about, being clean. Clean on the outside, clean on the inside, clean in our dealing with one another, clean in our morals, clean 
in our conduct, clean in the way we live our lives. And by so doing, we add time. It's a heck of a thing to live other than yourself. It's a heck of a thing to be somebody that you never were created by God to be. But as I'm looking at this beautiful array of talented black men and women, I see people striving to get rid of the enemy wherever we find him, especially if we find him in ourselves. And you know, when you don't have love for you, how could you have love for me? How could you have love for anyone if you don't have the love of self? So God's teaching to us is accept your own and be yourself. What is my own? My own is everything I see. The earth is mine. It's my home. Not his. He's an interloper who's trying to be settled in different parts of the earth, but the earth is now rejecting him. So when the brothers and sisters talk about having land, farming, producing food, that's one of the most wonderful things that we could do. Own land and then feed ourselves from our own land. And we have farms, and I heard the brother talking about farms, and all of us should be having something that we grow our own food. Because even when you know how to eat to live, if you go to the supermarket and pick the best foods out, you'll still be a sick person if you don't know how that was grown. And the best way to know it is to learn about it and grow it yourself. And man, when you find children learning about the growth of food, learning about the value of the earth, learning and seeing how the seed should be planted, how you cultivate the seed, but cultivate the earth before you plant the seed. Knowing that you got a good seed is good, but knowing that you've got good earth to plant it in is better. So having earth that you can call your own is a necessity. You can't build a great black nation if you're buying food from somebody else and you're not growing food to feed your nation. The lady, my sister from the Virgin Islands, she, I heard it said that they import their food. The question is, who are you importing it from? 
who's uh, farming your food, giving you your food, selling your food. Oh, brother and sister, in Barbados, that's called the um, capital of the world in uh, orthopedic, uh, what do you call those um, things that we use when we have to cut off our... Uh, yeah, when you amputate. Yeah, yes, yes. The leader in prosthetics has to be in Barbados because in Barbados, they suffer from bad diabetes, bad food that looks good, but they come from the enemy, and now we're suffering from diabetes to such a degree that we have the largest degree of amputees in that beautiful island of Barbados. So brothers and sisters, when the Nubian circle tells us that we should farm, we should farm, that we should grow our own food, we should do that. No matter what little land you have around your house or in your community that you can get it and start growing food for yourself. Do it. So that's why I, I wanted to just close my time with you today. I know you gave me a lot of time, Brother Siddiqui, and I appreciate it. But I don't want to take all of that time because you've done so much good work today, but I just want to ask you to do something for me. I don't ask you for anything much, but tonight or today, I want to ask you to do something for me that will be beneficial to you. Now, many of us are nationalistic in our thought, you know, and we don't like no religion. And uh, they call religion the opiate of the people. And it has been a drug. Not a drug that enlivens you, but a drug that puts you to sleep in ignorance. But do you know if we didn't have the black church we would have been in bad, bad shape. Just the songs that I met in the church made me to know how valuable the black church is to our struggle. And some of the best preaching, I, I, I heard it in the AME church, I heard it in the Baptist church, and from the West Indies, my parents, we came from the Anglican experience. Well, you know, that, that didn't have no oomph in it. But when I teamed up with Reverend Jackson in 1983 to help him 
in his quest to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, Reverend Jackson introduced me to the black church. And I can tell you, as a young Christian, was nothing that moved me like a Baptist preacher. And I want to say that if we want this movement to survive, we got to take hold of the black church. We got to help it to survive, and we must be revivalists, a revival of that black church. Because it is important to our future. Now, you may say, well, I ain't for that, man. Them preachers ain't right. It ain't been right. But they have some very good ones. And they have some preachers today. I met a bishop the other day who came to visit me. I won't call his name. And he said, Farcon. I knew him since he was 21 years of age. He's a big bishop. And he said, Farrakhan, I'm, re I'm retiring. But what I want you to do is teach me what Elijah Muhammad taught you that made you so successful in transforming the lives of those who hear the teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. When I heard the brother say that, I said, come on, brother. And we sat together for three hours, and we went through the Bible, a little of the Quran, but my brother left on high because what he wants to do now that he's retired as a bishop, he wants to take young preachers and teach them the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad that activates those who believe in Jesus Christ. You, you believe in a good man, but you don't know him deep enough to become the revolutionary that he was. Jesus was a revolutionary. And you just can't be a preacher singing and shouting and the revolutionary spirit is not in you to build a black nation. You got to be a revolutionary to just think about a black nation. So I just want to ask you to do this for me. Some people really admire Farrakhan, and I appreciate it. And I don't ask you for nothing. But I'm going to ask you to do this for me. Here's the paper. It's called The Final Call. What's final about the call? You've been traveling. When they tell you final call, you got to put a move on. Because this world 
is closing down all around us. So whatever we're doing and God is blessing us to be successful, we got to pick up the pace and do it harder, do it faster, do it better, and do it, like you said, with others. Now, I want to put this to Siddiqui because he always calling me and we are friends and brothers. But put that back page up on this screen. You got it up on the screen? Thank you. See this program, sisters and brothers? I want you to do me a favor. Just take the paper, get it. I give it to you. But I want you to take this paper, get to the back page, and it says what the Muslims want. I want each of you to study a program that Allah gave to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad for all of us. It's not just for black, it's not just for brown, it's not just for Muslims, it's for every human being. I want to go through a few of the steps of the program just to let you see how valuable it is. It starts with, what do you want? <laughs> Every time we said we wanted to separate from white people, the first thing they wanted to ask is, what do you want? If you don't know what you want, then you don't know how to learn what to do to get what you want. Now look at this. The first want, it is universal. We want freedom. We want a full and complete freedom. Do any of you not want that? Ask the question. What is a full and complete freedom? When it's complete and full, it gives you everything you need to be a complete human being. We want a full and complete freedom. Not this foolishness that we're talking about here with our former slave masters and their children. No. A full and complete freedom is a freedom that fully develops the talents and gifts of the human being and shows them how to expose their gift, exploit their gift for the glory of the giver of that gift. We want a full and complete freedom. 
Everybody on this wants the same thing. But freedom is not free if it doesn't attach to justice. We want justice. We want equal justice under the law. We want justice applied equally to all, regardless of creed or class or color. Do you think we can get that type of freedom and that type of justice under the political, economic, social system of white America? Talk to me. Huh? If we can't get it under them, why are we wasting time trying to be with our former slave masters in a political reality that cannot guarantee us what we need to be ourselves, a full and complete freedom? I heard my brothers and sisters talking about education. What good is education if it does not permit us to develop ourselves fully, to complete our make. The Quran says, I made you complete yet incomplete. When, when we came from the womb of our mother, we were complete as a baby. But now we are grown men and women and we can't say that we've been completed in our development. The enemy doesn't want us to be fully developed, and he doesn't want us to be fully free. He plays with words with us. So we say no justice, no peace. Well, you haven't had no justice, so now you don't have any peace. Well, what good is life? when you don't have peace. So how do you get peace? You get peace by living and setting up a system of laws that are in harmony with your nature. Laws that cause you to grow like this body grew once we came from our mother's womb. All we needed was the right food. Don't give your baby no, uh, what do you call that? Similac and formula. No. When you came from your mother's womb, that breast that we seem to like so much as grown men, um, pardon me. I mean, the breast milk is the best milk. And when our women are respected and honored as we should honor and respect them and we eat the best foods and try to bring peace in our lives, then the milk that that baby is drinking from that breast, that's the milk that helps us to complete our growth. The third thing in the program is we want equality of opportunity. Do you think we can get that in America under this social, political, and economic system and under this religious system? I don't think so. Do you? 
Well, how, how necessary is equality and justice and freedom to our being a living people? See, if you want freedom and you want justice, then you must want equal membership in society with the best in civilized society. We just don't want to be equal just to say, I'm equal, you eating a pork chop and I'm eating one too, and we're equal. Come on now. You got to know what to put in your mouth. You got to know what to put in your head. You got to know what to put in your stomach to help you become a complete human being. In this group that want to build a black nation, you want a nation of people that love themselves and love each other. We don't need to be having a nation of people and we're filled with self-hatred. We got to clean all of that stuff up. That's why my brother, when I heard him say, we got to be clean, I'm with you 1,000%, brother. Cleanliness is not next to godliness. Cleanliness is godliness. Now, we got to face this. If we can't get freedom, justice, and equality in this system of things, that says we have to separate from this. Now, separation is not an ugly term. It's what we do when we can't get along with each other. I, I, I'm, not, I'm in a relationship with my wife. And we've been in this relationship for 70 years. We just celebrated our 70th anniversary and you know my wife is so special a woman we were teenagers in love with each other teenagers in the city of Boston and we would walk together dress similarly people would peel back their blinds to take a look at her and myself because you, you want to be loved and you love love. And when people are in love, real love, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, it is. So don't talk about I'm in love and I, I, the honey done fell off the moon, and uh, you're fighting each other, That's, you're going to have problems. And I'm sure if you want to build a black nation, you got to have a strong family at the root of that nation. And at the root of that family, there has to be a strong 
marriage. Now, I was talking with my wife the other day, and I was reminding her of when I first hit her. I was a young boy. I was in the nation, coming up under Brother Malcolm. He was fierce as a man, and he didn't want to be controlled by a woman in no kind of way. Don't, don't, don't get angry, sisters. I'm just telling you about my brother who I came up under. And I was treating my wife like she was a member of the FOI. Left face. Well, not quite that bad, but she didn't like it. And she said to me one day, you know, you're breaking up our marriage. And I came to a Savior's Day convention, and Elijah Muhammad was speaking on, listen to this subject, the control, respect, and protection of the so-called Negro woman. I jumped into that lecture, but I mean, the sisters don't talk to them about no control now. <laughs> they don't like that word. And, and some of us, but it's a good word, because you can never protect what you can't control. And your love diminishes when you cannot find the, the common ground in your marriage where you stop arguing all the time. So we don't argue a lot. My children, my first child is 70 years old in February. She'll be 70 years old. She has never heard her father or her mother argue and call each other out of our names. Not one time. I hit her once in my stupidity. She hit me back in her intelligence, and I ain't never hit her again. <laughs> that blow, it wasn't that hard. But what it did to me was to show me how little of a man I was that you trying to control a woman by beating. If you got to beat a woman, you shouldn't have a woman. A woman is the creature of God that he created for us as a man. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us, the only heaven for a man is found And all the hell that you catching, <laughs> that come from a woman too when you don't treat her as she should be treated. So we can't have a strong black nation without a strong black family. We can't have a strong black family unless we have a strong marriage. And that marriage 
should be rooted in divine love. I loved that child that I married. She was uh, 17 and I was 20. And 70 years later, still together. 70 years later, still in love. 70 years later, all my children and grandchildren, I got so many, honest to God, I didn't go far enough in school to count my children. <laughs> Maybe at the Nubian school they'll show me how to count my beautiful grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and I'm alive to witness great, great-grandchildren building a successful family life is going to help us build a strong black nation. Now, the next part of this program, I'm going to maybe stop there. It says, we want our people in America whose parents or grandparents were descendants from slaves to be allowed to establish a separate state or territory of our own, either on this continent or elsewhere. We believe that our former slave masters are obligated to provide such land and that that area must be fertile and minerally rich. Did you hear my brother talking about mining? Did you hear my brother talking about going to the earth and extracting the value that's in the earth? We got to do it all. If you want a nation, we believe that our former slave masters are obligated to maintain and supply our nation. We believe that they're obligated to provide that kind of land as part of reparation. Don't let the white man tell you you got to marry a white woman now and, and you're in heaven. Come on now, brothers and sisters. That ain't what is going to work. You must have land. So the brothers that are talking about getting land, they're on the right page in the drama of building a black nation. So, the question of separation. Now, we're doing a lot of good things uh, politically. Some of us are, are uh, what is it, vice presidents. Some of us are senators. Some of us are Big shots in white America. Stop it. As long as they run the system, you are just treated as what they call black folk that get up in the society. They said that's just an uppity, uppity, What's the other word? 
<laughs> At my age, I'm forgetting these words, but uppity what? You got to have your own. It must be ours. That's why the Palestinians are in such bad shape. They'll never be free under that system. Never. Anytime somebody can cut off your water, cut off your electricity, cut off your food. You're not free. So all of us that live in America, we live in somewhere that we don't control the land. If you're in the big city, they got highways running around the city that allow them access to you. They can bring you food or they can keep you from getting it just like they're trying to do with the Palestinians as we're speaking. They can cut off our water, our electricity, and they will do it. Now, if you don't control the water that comes in your community and you don't know what chemicals they're dropping in the water for you and me, then what do you have? Un you're under their mercy. And today they are so frightened of the rise of the black man and woman. Death is what they want for you, so they give it to you in food. They give it to you in water. They give it to you in shots. And imagine this man is so doggone wicked he say, I'll give you a joint for a jab. And we lining up to get a shot from the enemy. And he say, he going to give you a joint for a jab. How many of our people have gone and gotten the jab, gotten the joint, and the joint is poison? It ain't like the weed we used to smoke when I was a youngster. What, you smoke reefer, Farrakhan? I grew up among us. I didn't fall down out no sky. I came up just like you. So yeah, I smoke reefer. Gunja. We all, oh, I ain't going into all, all that kind of stuff. But when I followed Elijah Muhammad, come on, come on. my brother said, be clean. We were clean of alcohol, clean of whiskey, clean of bad food. But the worst thing is, what do you got going on in your head? Where are the clean thoughts? Where's the high energy conversation that you're having? See, as a member of the Nubian circle, you should be conversing on the highest level. And when you do that, the energy that comes from that will be so great. I'm going to close this talk. I just want you to 
tell me something. Farrakhan, because I like you, I want you to study this program. I want you to look deeply into each word and see if it doesn't make sense. Why are we paying taxes to a government that is offering us nothing? The education is no good. The service is no good. But I'm taxing you for what you're not getting. Trump said, you might as well try me. You ain't getting nothing from nobody else. You ain't going to get nothing from him either. But we'll get it from God and get it from ourselves. Brothers and sisters, I could go on for a long time. But it doesn't make sense. I'd like you to do this favor for me. Get this paper. I see my brother, minister from Boston, um, brother, brother Rodney. I love you, brother. You look so handsome, you and your wife and all the other believers that are here. Why don't we give, get to a paper to everybody and just, just, do, just do this. Just set aside a little time and read it. We ain't trying to make you no Muslim because we can't make you what you already are. How about that one? I was in Uganda in Central Africa. I was with the president, Museveni. And uh, I was there on a peace mission that started in Ghana with President Rollins. He sent me to Kenya, and the president there said, if you want to make peace between John Garang in the southern Sudan, you go and talk to Museveni and talk to John Garang. I went on a peace mission, brothers and sisters. John Garang's beautiful wife, she cried because nobody mentioned justice as a means for bringing about peaceful relations. The North had the oil, but the South was where it was coming from. And there was no justice in the sharing of the wealth of the country. So they were in a war for 20 or more years. Myself and Brother Akbar, we went we talked with the president of uh, Sudan. Then we went to Kenya. Then we went to um, Uganda. And then back to Kenya with the words that we got from John Garang. 
they would have peace and they wanted peace and when the white woman who's our secretary of state Madeline Albright, yeah. When she found out that they were listening to Farrakhan, they shut down the peace movement. And I, it was over. We couldn't make the move to make peace because we are black and we are Muslim but we had the love of the president and the love of the people because we're not there as a Muslim to talk about being a Muslim. Museveni, after he heard the Muslim program, Museveni said to me, and what I'm saying, you can check with President Museveni. He said, brother, I don't like Arab Islam. I like the Islam that you're talking about. Black Islam. Now you say, well, Islam shouldn't have a color. Yeah, everything got a color, baby. And if you know anything about Arabia and all that area, it all was black at one time. It wasn't no white Arabia. It was black Arabia, black Yemen, black Sudan, black Egypt, black all of that area is the home of the black man. But, you know, it's like when somebody see you in a nice home and you got money, you know, they want your home, they want your neighborhood, they want what you got. Next thing you know, you moved out. We want something that we can protect. We want something that we can defend. We cannot talk about black nationhood without a black soldier to protect what we build. If you want life and you want a nation and you get it, your life should be given to protect it. So we say we are fighting for Islam and we will surely win. Because we're with our Savior, Allah, the universal king. We are united with our nation and called by his name. So let us rise, black man and woman. Rise, you Muslim. Fight for your own. Don't fight for somebody else's, but the whole earth is yours. We are the natural owners of it all. And now God has come to give us some of this earth that can be ours. And the scripture says, God talking, 
he takes the kingdom from whom he pleases and he gives it to whom he pleases. You are the people of God. You are the righteous. That's your nature. And if in building your black nation, you can't build it on drunkenness, you can't build it on pimping, you can't build it on drugging, you can't build it on thugging, you got to build it on the pure love that we have for God who created us. And the brother that's sitting right next to you or the sister, that's the creation of God. You must learn to be loving and kind to each other. Share knowledge. That's what I heard them talking about. Come and share knowledge. Share what you know. Don't feel bad if you don't know because everybody has some area that we don't know. I love listening to people who know their area. And I respect and honor you because I'm a student of all of you. And when I heard you speaking today, I said, oh, this is going so good. It's the ninth one. I don't know if God will bless me to be with you on number two or number ten. I hope I'll be with you. But if I'm not, I'll never leave you. Brother Siddiqui, what we're involved in can never die. You and I getting old, and I see some of the elders right here looking at me as I'm looking at them. And, 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 and Mama, where, where's Mama? Where did she go? I'm looking for you, sweetheart. Well, anyway, if you're older than 90, then, uh, then I, I'm bowing to you. Brother Siddiqui, I think you're in your 70s now, right? Well, I'm getting ready to leave that one. Pardon me, sir? I said I'm getting ready to, to move to the, to the BAO in February. Oh, oh, brother, come on with it. <laughs> so your brother, your brother is happy to serve you and to serve the idea that brought you together with myself nine, uh, nine quarters ago. And I pray that God will bless you with good help, people that want you to be successful and want to be a part of that success. Thank you. I just hope 
that just as something to study, take the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Study it. Write down the things, even the things that you agree with or things that you don't agree with. Write it down and let's have a question and answer session one time. May Allah bless you. Thank you, uh, Siddiqui. Thank you all for allowing me this privilege to be with you today. And I hope you will get the paper and study the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Because to have a nation, a black nation, Look at what he's asking us for. I want land that's fertile and minerally rich with an outlet to the sea. You got to know how to negotiate when it gets to negotiation time on what you want. Don't ask for a lot of money. I need, I need a billion dollars. Well, by the time... We get around to asking for money, you won't have the dollar anymore. It's going to cave in for sure. My brother with the cryptocurrency and that is all good. But I tell you, when I was with Elijah Muhammad one day, early in the morning we were having coffee. He went in his pocket and he pulled out a gold coin and he put it on the table. He said, one day soon, this will be the medium of exchange. So when people be careful of games that people are playing, and when they come to you for your money, we need people to examine everything because the worst thing we could do is give you our money and then we don't see you no more. The money gone. Oh, well, not with us. This is serious. When we put up our money, what we're saying, we trust you. I trust Siddiqui Cambon. He's my brother. I want to be able to trust all of us who will be working with each other to produce the black nation. So don't always look for money Look for the building of good character. And when you got good character and you're righteous in your dealings. Queen Mother, where, where's Queen Mother? Sherry X, where is she? 
I just want to look at you, Mom. And I pray that all of you that I met today, if I'm blessed to be with you in the next quarter or the next two quarters, I pray that I will see you again. If not, never think of those of us who fight for all of us as dead. We can never die as long as you are alive. So live for each other. Die on behalf of each other. Then your living and our death will never be in vain. Thank you for listening as I greet you in peace. Assalamu alaikum. Mm. Wow. Ooh, was that a message, man? All praise is due to Allah. That was a message from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan about a week ago <clears throat> uh, on the 14th. Now we're going to get right into feedback. Now we're going to have a discussion about what we just heard from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So those of you all over here on Zoom, you can press the number one in the comment section over here on Zoom. And uh, we're going to, Brother Wesley, if you can, put together a cue for us. And we're going to get feedback. I'm going to start uh, with some notes. Not all my notes, but I'm going to start with one of the first things that uh, I wrote down. And one of the first things I wrote down, the minister spoke about, if we, if we call it an Arab religion, Islam, people who aren't considered Arabs, we have a tendency to reject it. Well, if we look at social media today, that's what they're rejecting. They're not rejecting Islam in truth because they don't even know what it is. They're looking at all the, we got Christianity from the slave. Well, we got Islam from the slave, all the Arab slave trade. Yeah, you heard what you said? Arab slave trade. That's what you're saying. That ain't got nothing to do with Islam. Islam ain't said to, to go against someone's will and, and mistreat them, captivate them, enslave them unjustly, right? So Islam, we're taught, has no beginning nor ending. It's simply the nature of God. It means entire submission to do the will of God. A Muslim is one who submits his or her will to do the will of God. So what they are rejecting isn't what we're striving to get you to accept, which is your own anyway. It's kind of like when people say, oh, I don't believe in no, I don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. If you question them on what they mean, what they really saying, believers, is that they don't believe in the spook God. We don't either. So when you look at Brother Rashid was telling me, he sent me a message the other day. He said, man, I sent the brother who said he was an atheist, uh, the reality of God from the minister. And the brother said, whoa, man, I want to learn more about this. So it wasn't that he wasn't believing in God. See, God is forcing power. 
But we've been taught that there are some mystery guys sitting on a big old chair, sitting on a big old throne in the sky, looking down on us. Oh, I'm looking at everybody, kind of like Santa. Santa can see everybody. He know what you're doing. He knows when you messed up. Oh, no. Nah, like we just got some big old, he got this big old chair. No. So once we get the reality of what God really is, he says, oh, okay. So that was one of the things that stood out to me. And then he said, uh, the last exponents of the religion was not the best exponents of it. And again, that goes into everybody always wants to say, well, the Arabs, the Arabs, the Arabs. Well, listen, would you stop eating bean pies because the last person who made it didn't 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 have the good ingredients? See, would you eat? Would you stop eating a meal that's nutritious for your body just because the last person who cooked it jacked it up? They done put the wrong ingredients in that bad boy. Bad boy tastes like a mud pie. No, man, that don't mean that the pie itself ain't good for you. It don't mean that that Navy, you see what I'm saying? It's just that that last person who represented it to you probably wasn't the best representative. And that's what we getting tricked at. Oh, that's what we getting tricked. We getting tricked because the last person who you was introduced to it by they probably wasn't the best representative of it. So you throw the whole thing away, although what they was doing probably wasn't following the principles anyway. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Let's go. Brother West, where the cue at? Oh, man, y'all going to have me fired up this morning, man. Y'all, when we hear the minister, man, let me see. Brother Timothy, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. Don't go ahead yet. You know I got to fix, fix, that, fix that audio. Oh, I hear you. I hear you now. Go ahead. I hear you. Y'all can hear me? Yep. Assalamu alaikum, family. Walaikum salam. All right. What stood out to me about the minister, man, he always hit hit home for me, man, because like I said, I'm fairly new to the nation. So when I hear things, just off off topic real quick, if y'all haven't watched Brother Ben X's YouTube video on what is the role of a man and a woman, y'all should go check that out. But uh, what good is the educational system if it doesn't benefit us as people? That really stuck to me because it's like I was one of those kids that used to always skip school. Man, what they teaching me, they're not really getting to me. They're not speaking to me. They're not resonating nothing with me. I'm not really understanding anything about me. So I have found out that uh, next to Maas Maryam is Muhammad University of Islam. I never even knew that there was a, a school in for Islam. I never knew how deep the roots really were, you know. But now I understand how deeply rooted it is because of what's what's flourished from it, the fruits that has came of it. You know, Ben, you one of them. You know, a lot of us is one of them. The fruits that came from it. That was one thing that really stuck out to me. And uh, the second thing that, that stuck out to me is having your own land. Uh, my grandma actually in Belize left us a lot of land. Now, this is decades ago. This is my father's mom. Left us a lot of land. And, and I heard that she always used to want to grow her own fruit, grow her own crops, you know, farm her own, you know, whether it's, you know, we don't, we don't like pigs, but have her own animals and things like that. So I would want to go out there and somewhat utilize that. And it all come back full circle to me because uh, I heard about the 100 acre program, too, as well. And um, my third thing is no drinking, no pimping, no drugging, no thugging. I'm from Los Angeles, so it's easy to get caught up in the mix of all all of that. And you know, I was I, I was a part of all of that. You know what I'm saying? So 
just getting the teachings is it's real powerful to me. And uh, the food, back to the food and having your own land. I didn't know uh, that things was really being genetically engineered. I didn't know that they were changing the DNA of half of our food. It really made me look back and question like, damn, where is our food actually coming from? Who's giving it to us? I heard the minister say that, uh, just for example, an orange. An orange could come from, let's say, anywhere out the country. And by the time it get here, it might be rotten. And then you got to basically put makeup on it is, is how you put it. How I took it, you got to put some makeup on it. And then we 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 intaking that. So just touching on those things, that's what stood out to me. Thanks for letting me speak. Assalamu alaikum, family. Well, Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. All right, we got Sister Shalon. Oh, she got that camera on. Uh-oh. We got a good power call this morning. Okay, greetings, everyone. Okay, so what stood out to me right in the very beginning when he spoke on, and I know I'm not verbatim, but he spoke on the black man and woman, of course, with the Caucasian mindset. And that there has been one something that has truly disturbed me because the enemy has us to where we are so disunited because of that we can some i do believe that some part of us knows that our black unity is what is needed in order for us to overpower the the wickedness that has us so stuck in in a cycle of unproductiveness. I think that's a word. So when he said that, it just reminded me that, or it gave me the thought that we are, there are so many of us who are causing the whole of us so much harm because of the, the Caucasian mentality that we have. We, we're black skinned, but Caucasian thinking. And there's so much more I can expound on that but I'm going to leave it at that and just have us to think about trying to get our people to come out of the mindset of the enemy. Because as long as we don't think for ourselves and as long as we continue to think as they want us to, to think, which is outside of ourselves, we, are, we will continue to be dis, disunited. So when he said the black, black person, black skinned, you know, with a white mentality, it that that hit a chord with me because there's too many of us in that category. So that's what I thought about. I'll pass it on. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Oh, we got a hey, hey, family. We got somebody in the comment section said, can someone leak me to a sister in the nation? I would like to join. Come on now. Listen, sister, all you got to do is go to www.noistudygroup.com. Oh, man, we're going to have a sister reach out to you, help you find your location, help you, uh, you know, get tuned in every Monday through Friday. We're going to help you find your study group. Oh, man, we got study group on Wednesdays and Fridays in the nation. So just fill out that form at NOIstudygroup.com and anybody else who would like to just go check it out. You don't have to join the first time. You, I know some of y'all, you're a little skeptical. 
but I would like for you to be my guest in your local area, in your local city. Just go check out the study group this Friday, or you can even go on Sunday if you can't make this Friday and just check it out for yourself. Try it out. Just like how we do the website. Try, you know, Amazon and, you know, you got your free trial, Amazon Prime. Well, try, you know, try the teachings out for 14 days. Get you a little 14-day trial and see what it do for you. All right, let's go to um, Sister Yolanda. There she go. And she's on camera, y'all. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. The uh, one point that stood out to me was when the minister said, as he defined Muslim for himself, I am striving to be myself. My own self is as I am created in the nature of God, and I am a direct descendant. So as it says in Psalms 82, God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. Skipping down to verse six, I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the most high. Where we came from, our creator, everything that he possessed, all as we do in the nation of Islam, the 99 attributes, we have all of them in us. So as he mentioned, for us to uh, extend ourselves to the black churches, cleaning up ourselves in order for us to develop this uh, black nation so we can get to the point of we are at, we can separate. We have our own. We can do our own thing. That cleansing process is so important for me. And I mentioned I, I made a comment in the the um the chat as he managed, mentioned that he and sis, Mother Khadija celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary. We can't even get together for 15 minutes <laughs> on small stuff. Small stuff. And the small stuff ain't even important in helping us build. It's about a car. It's about the shoes. Oh, I seen Cardi B and such and such. And such. Man, we don't care about none of that. We got to get with us. Let us. Let them start looking at us. Look at, look at, oh, look at, look what Brother Ben is doing. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben is in this audience. Brother Ben. Y'all better latch on to Brother Ben because he's some good teachers. Because once you get into it, as we come into this community, and it's been so much transparency in this community, it we ain't just talking on here. It's time for us to start applying. Because we in the war of Armageddon. As he mentioned on that call, look at what's happening over there in Palestine and Israel. And I forgot the little G city name over there. But nevertheless, it hasn't come here yet, but he given us the signs. So whether you, as he, and oh, the most powerful thing for me is when he introduced and he asked this uh, brother Kandiki, I'm in one of the cadres for the food and lane. So as he asked him, study this Muslim program, what the Muslims want. It ain't just for us. Let's start somewhere with a program to help build our nation. One person can't do it, but we got to come together. But the cleansing process, as it states in Colossians, and I'm close with this, in Colossians 3, verse uh, 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, 
holy and dearly loved. We got to love ourselves, but we got to start learning how to do that. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect union. So my question today, and I have a t-shirt after listening to this call and every morning you wake up, what are you going to get dressed in today and do and display it with the time that God has given you? Are you going to put on humility? Are you going to take that uh, gentleness off the hanger? Are you going to use your patience? Are we going to be kind to one another? Are we going to become more compassionate with each, with each other? But we we first, we got to walk, start working on ourselves and being those things with ourselves so that we can spread it out. We can do this, nation. Mm. We can do this. It ain't all about talking. And it ain't all about religion. Let's do what's in our nature. Yes, ma'am. Let's get what's ours. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Hey, y'all. Y'all give a shout out to Brother Marcus. Brother Marcus gave me a, uh, he been giving me this idea. He said, man, I think you got to get everybody on the Zoom, brother. You got to get them on. Now, Brother Marcus, now I got to poke at you. Now, when I said press one, it seemed like the only people that press one is the people who always press one, Brother Marcus. So if you can help me, encourage them to press one so that we can hear from everybody. I didn't open this thing up so just the same people we hear from every day say something. I want, we want to hear from all y'all. Come on now, press number one. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let me give y'all something else that stood out for me. One, another thing that stood out for me, one, even when the, no matter who the minister's speaking to, look at what he goes back to, our program. Huh? He stick. He sticks with the teachings. I don't want him with Elijah Muhammad. So, man, and I, I just want to drive this home, man. Many of us think, oh, I gotta be so deep. I gotta go find some other knowledge to attract this audience, man. What, man? What you already got with the teachings, man? If we just can give it to him, now you may have to. If you're speaking to a younger crowd, you may have to modify. But the teachings itself, my goodness. He, he, he stays with that no matter where he's at, and it's effective. Now, he said two things. He says, we can't build a nation that will stand the test of time unless the nation is rooted in a universal order of things. Now, I combine these two things because he said this a little later. Later on, he said, peace, we get it, by setting up a system of laws that are in harmony with your nature, laws that cause us to grow like this body grew. So there, there must be order and there must be laws. And when I wrote that down, a thought came to my mind to say this. Do we have an order and do we have laws that we are following daily for our success? See, and I'm not just talking about, yeah, brother Ben, I followed the law, laws of the land. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in our marriage. See, do we have an order and laws that we are setting up to minimize the trouble that, that's going to come 
in striving to be one in our finances. Do you got laws in order? Meaning, hey, law, uh, you cannot spend over X, Y, and Z. If you go under X, Y, and Z, then you have to da 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 da. See, what is the law that we have to make sure our things are in order? You see what I'm saying? So, I, 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 many of us we going through life and we letting life. You know, they, you know how people, life has been lifing. Well, damn, how long are we going to let life be lifing until we're going to take control and say, man, we, you know what? I'm a God, not the supreme being, but I have force and power to take control over this thing. No, I'm lifing. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, trouble going to come. Yeah, hardship going to come. Yeah, people going to do this. But I have a force field. I have laws. I'm prepared for whatever's going to come. And I'm finna start thinking better. And then my thinking is going to translate to me doing better. And I'm going to have the outcome that I desire or that God desires. And the minister has a lecture called the season of God. As long as I'm in line with his will, his laws, and in his season, there is no power that can stop what I'm trying to bring into fruition. But I got to be in season. But what laws and what order do I have in place where I can check and see? Okay. See, when we have a law, when I'm driving, right? If I go 60 miles an hour, I can look at that and say, I am going 20 miles over the limit because it says 40. What do we have in our life in different aspects of our life to let us know, brother, you're going too fast. See? Hey, you, you, you out of bounds. See? Or are we just living, hoping that things get better? Or are we just living, just thinking that some mystery God is going to magically come swoop in and change our condition? We got to have order. And if you're not that organized person, collaborate. Unite with a sister. Unite with a brother who can help you get organized. Find you an assistant, something. But if we look at our lives and we continue to live how we've been living, well, how we've been living for the last 10 years, we're only going to get the same results that we've been having. The difference is look at the habits of other people, right? Other successful people, they got habits. They got non-negotiables. What do we have? Oh, man, whatever you got for me, brother. What you, what you, look, this is us. Hey, brother, what's going on, black man? How's it going? Oh, man, I can't call it. Look at this. Look at how we talk. Oh, man, I should, I can't call it, man. Oh, shit, what's up with you? No, man, hey, man, this is what it is, man. I got to do this. I got to do X, Y, and Z because I'm trying to accomplish this. We got to have a purpose. We can't keep saying, oh, man, I can't call it. What's your, oh, shoot, I'm trying to find out. No, man, we got to be purpose-driven, and I think our results will be a little bit better. Let's go uh, to the next person. Let's go to Brother, brother Jason. Brother Jason, are you still here? All right. Going once. Going twice. Next up, we have Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. So what stood out to me was, um, and uh, thank you for those points, Brother Ben. What stood out to me was when the when the minister said, Time is a gift from God, a blessing. Uh, what we do with time that earns us the respect of our fellow and fellow human being, but above all, it 
earns us the respect of our creator. So it falls in line with everybody else was saying in regards to time. Every day we should, I don't ask, what am I doing with my time? I ask, what am I doing with God's time? Mm. Because I'm on God's time. If he's the giver of life and the causer of death, then I'm operating in his time. So what do I do with the gift of time that he's given me? Because I don't know my expiration date. That's one point. The other one was about the black church. And I grew up in the black church. That's my roots. The black church helped me in my walk and development in Islam. Without what I learned in the church, I wouldn't have been able to recognize the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as Jesus. But it's not just going in saying, hallelujah, praise God, baptize me in the, in the, you know, in the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And then I go on and eat my chitlins and my hog mock. I'm not making fun, but, you know, um, it's as especially as believers and as Christians, because the minister said a good Muslim is a good Christian and a good Christian is a good Muslim. So with that, we should be found studying both the Bible and the Holy Quran because we won't be able to know what time we're in if we're not studying for ourselves we won't be able to recognize who God is, who the minister is, who the messenger is, even as a Muslim. Because Minister Farrakhan, yes, he's, he, he and the messenger are guiding us and showing us where they are verbally. Well, they could put up screens like we do, you know, on Sundays to give us points and, you know, keys where we can go to, to look to see where, where we are and where they are in scripture. But if we're not opening up the books ourselves, it's it's disrespectful. That's the only word that I could come up with is disrespectful because we're not respecting really what they're giving us. We're students first and students are always seen study. So then the other part was, so that was one part. We have to connect to the church because we're one family and the same issues that affect the, the, the Muslims in the nation of Islam are the same issues that affect black Christians or whatever religious group you're in. The, 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 the religious titles don't remove that we are the descendants of slaves who built this country and we, are, and we all are owed what God is giving, getting ready to give us. So there can't be disunity. We've got to reunite as the minister teaches on common ground. And we and deal with all the other stuff later. That's how successful countries, successful people do. That's how the white man does. They'll unite just to tear us down. And then they deal with their issues on the back end. My best example, if you've ever watched The Godfather, study Fredo and Sonny. And then study the position of Michael. And see where we line up with that. The last part is where the minister said, I'm created in the nature of God and I am of the, the direct descendants of the creator. I'm not a nigger. I'm not a Negro. All those titles that the white man has given us, I'm not a minority. 
There's nothing minor about me. So all of those, those titles that some of us still use today, I'm not an African-American. When we start getting rid of the titles that the white man gave us and take on the titles that Allah gave us, we are all gods, children of the most high God. It's the mind. When we change our mindset about how we don't look at nobody else, how we see ourselves. Then we can start hopefully building up to becoming who and what we are. And then the, the last part, life for each. Uh, he's to live for each other and die on, on behalf of each other. In living, then your living and your death will not be in vain. That's the love of the brotherhood and the sisterhood. Assalamualaikum. Well, alaikum salam. Somebody said this is the spitting. All right, let's go. Let's see who's next. Uh, we got that cue filled up now, brother Marcus. Let's go to the brother, uh, brother, brother Jacks. And if we can limit our uh our, our feedback to about two to three minutes, we got to start picking up the pace. We we getting close to that time. Uh, Brother Jax. Assalamu alaikum, family. Alaikum salam. All right. Uh, let me try to make it quick, but I got a few uh, things. Like you just said, uh, like the minister said, growing up in a black church, it was kind of hard, even though, you know, the church was my family, my uncles, my aunties, preachers, deacons, the musicians. But they didn't teach the right, you know, the right thing. And it was used in the, you know, the church for a different purpose, you know. And I just, you know, I, I didn't understand growing up that there wasn't no black togetherness. There wasn't no family inside of the family. You know, everybody had their own purpose. And how he was speaking about the food that we eating, like I thought I was eating, eating, eating clean, going getting fruits and juicing, but we don't know where the food is coming from, coming from these supermarkets that we eating out of every day. So I was asking if there are any, you know, black supermarkets or black farmers that, you know, that I don't know about that we can order food from to where we know where it's coming from. You know, being new in Islam, I don't have a lot of information that I had before I found Islam and before I found the people that I'm uh, connected to now. And, you know, every day I wake up, I come to work, I didn't work my way to assistant manager. So I have a little bit of power here. So every morning my coworkers got to deal with this power call, whether they want to hear it, whether they like it or not. That's just my due diligence of putting a word out and putting, you know, some truth out. And, you know, my coworkers, they, we conversate about it and some are interested. One I have on the power call, he hasn't updated to a premium, but we'll get him there. And the lifestyle with pimping, drugging, thugging, you know, growing up in California where, I was raised around that, and right now it, it's popular. Like, you know, females in the middle, that's what they want to do. It's like they drag the community towards it, and now, you know, the kids want to grow up to be pimps, and, you know, they want to, you know, validate the drug and, and gang life to where it's just so hard to try to reach a community and overturn it back to positive. But I just want to, uh, you know, thank you, Brother BNX, man. You, uh, you actually did a really good job on this. And you're actually reaching out to a lot of people. I never would have thought I was at where I'm at and learning what I'm learning. But you also, you, you gave me an opportunity because I always wanted to learn, but 
it was never something that grabbed me or never nobody that grabbed me and pulled me and pushed me. But this power call actually gave me an opportunity to do that. It's one thank you. That's what I'm like, family. Man, well, Lakeham Salon. That's what I'm talking about right there. Woo, we got Brother Wesley up next. Hey, Salam Alaikum family. Uh, all praise is definitely due to Allah. Uh, powerful, powerful, powerful uh, message from the most honorable Elijah, excuse me, through, excuse me, let me, let me back up a little bit. It is from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad through the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. Just on that Muslim program, that final call, how important that paper is. I know when I go out soldiering and some of the family, you know, they, they want the paper. And that's one thing that um, is a myth to some that may think, you know, it's hard to go out here and, and push the, the the final call to our people. Our people are hungry for this message. Our people are hungry for this. And just understanding that that most consistent part of that paper is on the back page, that Muslim program and understanding what we believe and what we want. Everyone has their misconceptions. One of our assistant student ministers at our, um, Muhammad Mas here, number 24, everybody wants to remind us everybody wants to tell us what we believe and what we want but it's right there we don't have to come and argue with one another about what muslims believe and what we want is right there we take them right to the final call um and being able to do that and then lastly i wanted to uh just speak on just as the, the other sisters and brothers spoke on about nation building um the honorable minister louis farrakhan presented to us in the millions more movement the nine ministries we have uh, institution that we're putting together and it is represented all throughout the nation in reference to what we need to be able to do for ourselves. And if we are, you know, going to our local Muhammad mosque and our study groups and we're connecting with the brothers and sisters, there are representatives all throughout the nations that are using their expertise, using their, their, their time and sacrificing their time and efforts to be able to provide what our community needs because we know we're not going to get it from the enemy. If we continue to beg the enemy for something that we know we're not going to get, as we've talked about before, it's, we 60 up 60 years up from uh, Martin Luther King speaking on I Have a Dream and, and the cry for justice and jobs. And we've seen the clips with the minister saying we still asking for jobs and justice up to this point. We have to stop begging. We need to build for our own and we won't be respected if we don't do for ourselves as other independent nations have done as well. So I just wanted to, to bear witness on that. And I appreciate hearing all of the comments and everyone sharing. And let's continue to do this, family. Assalamualaikum. Well, like salam. Yes, sir. Brother, brother, little ace. Lil Ace, are you still here? I don't see him. Let's go to Brother Marcus. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam. How's everybody doing today? Man, blacktastic. Oh, praise due to Allah. I just want to be real quick because I know time is short. I just want to say, if y'all haven't signed up, please sign up with this. Please sign up with this community because Brother Ben is doing some amazing things some amazing things. I want to reiterate real quick that we should definitely obey the minister, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and study this program. Study the Muslim program. I wanted to quickly point out that point, point number one, when he said, we want freedom. We want a full and complete freedom. When we look at the word full, the adjective that's modifying complete there's a lot to be seen there. When we look at the word full, when we look at the definition of full, it says here, containing or holding as much or as many as possible. And here it is right here. 
this is that smoking gun, the elephant in the room. Having no empty space, no empty space. Now, when we look at the book, Closing the Gap, when you close a gap, what are you doing? You're removing the space. So there's much that can be gained from just reading this and looking at it again from another perspective. There's so much wisdom that could be pulled that can be pulled from this. Also, I wanted to point out that we've been blessed. We now have the teachings 2.0 from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan by Brother Abdul Kareem Muhammad. The Twitter teachings. The teachings 2.0. And I wanted to just quickly uh, open the mailbox. We got home the other day and I opened the mailbox and I was like, oh, praise the due to Allah. And I wanted to just quickly read one small snippet from page 50 from volume 3B of how powerful, how powerful these uh, tweets are. Uh, just a real quick, if you guys don't know exactly what these books are about, some years ago, Mr. Farrakhan opened up a platform on Twitter where he allowed people to ask a question. And in one small tweet, in just a few sentences, he basically gave a whole book because in that tweet, in these small little tweets, if you look at them and if you reflect on them, there's so much that can be extracted. There's so much that can be unfolded. So this particular question is on mercy. And he says, the question is asked, how did God come to know mercy when it was not necessary for him to experience it? And the Honorable Minister Farrakhan replied with, he was created in the nature of mercy. And since he is God, and creator of all things, then the things that he created would be in need of his grace, his provision, his mercy. So he himself is mercy. Oh my God, that is so powerful. Just about every chapter of the Holy Quran begins with mercy. So I just wanted to point that out. All praise is due to Allah. And I love all you guys. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thank you. Sister Sharona. Am I saying that right? Assalamu alaikum. Wa well, alaikum Yes, sir. So I just wanted to speak on uh, the teachings when the minister pointed out, you know, how the teachings are for everybody, not just us. The teachings help you create a standard for your life. We all need a standard. We are, we are all so sick and we don't even realize it. I, when I speak to people and you know, the, the norm, what, what we think is the norm is not the norm. We are a sick people. The teachings create a standard never before. And I, I'll say it never before in my life that I have as much balance as I have now. And I'm, and I'm a baby in this, I'm growing. So, you know, the teachings are universal. We all need it. We all need it. It's life. If we all have that one common goal and we're all improving ourselves, striving to reach that one common goal, we will win. And, and that's what we all need to realize. So just all praises due to Allah for the teachings. All praises due to Allah for the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. We are blessed. So, yes. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum, family. Wa alaikum salam. The minister says something as well that stood out he said the moon 
borrows light from the sun. That's what makes it great. So when it's dark, it's a reflection of the sun. But even though the sun isn't out at nighttime, if we got that moon, we still got a little light. Now, it's still dark, but it's enough light to get us through. What if we should be like that? The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who is the sun, who is that clock in the time? Why he's still among us, let's, let's get as much sunlight in us as possible. Let's strive to reflect that example, those principles, that discipline, that persistent and consistency, that study as possible. Let's, let's strive to do as much as possible so that when that inevitable time comes, when he does have to depart and times do get dark, as we talk, that that first, oh, them three years is going to be some trying years. Those of us who are striving to have the, as, to, to, to drink in that light can be the reflection for the people when that time gets dark and we can be a reflection for each other. Where we once had just to minister to guide us and now, oh man, we're going to have some stars that comes out when that, when the time get dark, who we're going to now have to unite with. We're going to have to close the ranks, fight for Islam, fight for your own. Huh? So I think that will be our role. That is what will make us great. Because he said the moon bars light from the sun. That's what makes it great. We ain't got to try to recreate the wheel and try to be the sun. As you know, many will try to do, especially online. Everybody got a platform. Now, oh, I'm the sun. I'm the next one. Oh, I can't wait for him. You know how we are, boy. We just know we the, boy, we, man, drunk in the head. Right? No, let the sun be the sun. Because the more you try to get up there and try to be the sun, the more burnt up you're going to be. The closer you try to get out. Oh, you know, I'm not saying don't, don't strive to. Uh, it does say greater works you do that I do. I'm not, I'm not saying it from that perspective. But God chooses whom he pleases. And we heard the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You heard what he said. It didn't say where you hear uh, Hitman8541 on Instagram where you see him look at him. Oh, no. It didn't say when you see uh, uh, Conscious Black85 Nubia. No, it didn't say when you hear him look at him. He said when you, come on now, y'all heard what it said. My minister Farrakhan, when you see him, look at him. When you hear him, now you can believe that or you don't believe. You can either believe that he's a messenger of God and he is the exalted Christ, or you don't. You thought he, you can either think he made a mistake about who, he, or, 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 or that's, that's on you. But we heard the instruction. So let's strive to be that moon or like the moon that's reflecting that light. When that dark times come, cause we gonna need more than just we may not we may need more than just one moon. We may need multiple moons. <laughs> we we may we we may need many 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 stars that can help this thing stay light as possible. Cause it's already dark for many of our people, and he's still here. Let's think about that now. How many lives are dark now 
Shoot. And he's still here. The wiz, I mean, he's still giving guidance, still giving wisdom. See? And it's, they, they still in darkness. So they, they may need a light that's a little bit more closer that they can touch, they can guide them, they can spend time with them. So we got to learn as much as we can now so that when those times come, our people and the mission still moves on, as he said. All right. Let's go to uh, uh, Sister Chris. Chris, is it Crystalline Black or Block Crystalline? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Crystalline. You got it right. Crystalline. There we go. Assalamu alaikum, family. Well, excellent. Um, if I had like two points, I'm going to try to be brief. Um, the point where he said, you can't protect what you can't control. Um, he spoke to that in relation to controlling another, but I took that as us controlling ourselves and really tapping in and learning and embodying the restrictive laws um, and, you know, being upright in the the land in which we live. And so um, that's the first part. The second thing was when he mentioned building a successful family. Um, you know, the, the building a successful family is pretty much the foundation for building a strong Black nation. And what came to mind in that regard was the family of origin. Um, many of us are for those that are in their single season, you know, we strive for that, for the marriage, for the, you know, for the partner. And we want to create something with that. We want to build with that person. But what are you building with your family of origin? How are you um, really being rooted in maximizing the space that you're in right now? You know, your family that you came from, your mom, your dad, sister, brother, they still need to learn these teachings. They still, even if they don't choose to uh, walk the path of being a Muslim, you know, just even having them, hey, get that pork off your plate, you know, just trying to help them to live better as well. Um, you know, really getting out of, and I, I mean, I may step on some toes, but a lot of us tend to have an idolatry spirit when it comes to marriage. We don't want to be married for what marriage is really for. You know, we see the couple's goals or we have these couple's goals. We see all these things online and we buy into them and we want to have the clout or the status. But, you know, marriage is really for nation building It's really for God. It's for Allah. So um, that's that's the two points that I got. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. There's a clip where the minister said the purpose of marriage is to do the will of God or work of God as a team. And I'll close with this. The, uh, one of my student minutes, well, probably won't be closing with this. I got a, one more thing. Uh, but he said that when we are striving to build something bigger than ourselves, that's what gives longevity to the marriage. You know, um, not, not, not coming together because of having to or because it's the law or because, uh, as he calls it, legal fornication or uh, I was already together. No, like really understanding the, 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 the superpower, if you will, of the other person combined with yours. What can we do together as a team? Because when friction comes up and things come up as it naturally will, you're able to get over these things because this ain't nothing compared to what we're striving to build together. It's kind of like a basketball team. 
uh, on, in a basketball game, you know, I may have a problem with my shooting guard or my center. We may just got into it before the game. But because I know when we in the game, we are on a team and we're striving to accomplish and complete something together, we can put that to the side. And matter of fact, sometimes the fact that we have a bigger goal, the fact that we are striving for something makes that irrelevant, non-existent. But when all you're getting together is because I want you to make me happy and you need me to make you happy in the moment I don't do this, you're not, oh, that's going to always be friction because that's the only reason that y'all together for happiness. Oh, I'm finna, oh boy, this thing finna be messed all the way up because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be evolving. You're going to be evolving. I'm not going to always make you happy every single day. I'm not going to be looking at you every single Oh man, but when we're building something together and we both love that thing that we're striving to build, then we can find, you know what I mean, the 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 patience and the the compromising because hey man, shoot you you got a bad game today. All right, I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot this. This is my turn. Let me let me get in. Then it may be some time when I'm off. But don't be mad at me because I'm off. Don't be mad at me because my head ain't all the way in the game. Let me just pass it to you. Now it's your turn to get it in until this time. You said so we working as a team because ultimately we're trying to win the game to get the ring. Oh man, that's a rhyme. Hey man, I said we working as a team. So now we can work together to go get the ring. Man, I'm about to y'all about to have me make a new song up in this bad boy. All right, let me see. Uh I got one more thing that I wanted to share. He said that uh what good is education if it don't permit us to develop ourselves fully and complete our minds and message to the black man that talks about um, get it, get it, get, get knowledge or education, but an education that will make us not want to go beg our, uh, the white man for a job or anybody else for a job. If it is not in line with building your nation, building something for yourself. Another thing that stood out for me, I think one of, one of them talked about it. We got to help the black church to survive. It's important to our future. Now, I know some of y'all. Oh, I agree with everything that the minister said but that part. But you know what? I thought what Sister Yasina said. When I look at the church, man, and I look at some of these... Uh, some of these Instagram posts that come and I see like the preachers when they put their little clips out there now. And I see all the comments. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't look at that and say, man, our people, oh, my goodness. Uh, I say praise be to Allah. We still got a pool. See, because they doing half the job. See, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the minister is giving us the exegesis. Of the scripture, the understanding of it. Oh, that wasn't no real snake boy talking to no human beings. See, then they can come in and teach us, hey, brother, 75% of that was prophecy. 25% of that is history. Let's look into the children. Let's look at Abraham. Let's look into who was enslaved for 400 years. Huh? Let's look at who the modern mode, who is, what is Pharaoh? What does that represent? What is the mystery Babylon? What does that mean in modern time? See, they going to bring it home, but I at least learned it in the church. That's how I look at that. You see what I'm saying? And there's still brothers and sisters who are not killing, who's not robbing, who's not stealing because of that foundation. So it's a good foundation. 
And all they need is, as he said, that pastor asked him, hey, can you show me how the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught you? They just need a little tweaking here and there. And, boy, they'll start to rise up. You know what I mean? Turn the other cheek. See, right now, you know, now, you know, they, you know, they merciful. I'm glad that you, 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 you know, you at least thinking it so that you don't go kill your brother. But let us give you understanding. See, we are taught that turn the other cheek is not where you physically not on. Don't hit me. And then I, you think I'm finna. All right, brother, you get, now get this one. Get this one here. Good. Hit me. You can hit me right here. Gen area. Nah, nigga, you, you might get hit right back. See what I'm saying? But turn the other cheek is when I'm striving to say, nah, nah, I might get hit right back. You, you go probably most like 90, it's a 99.999% you probably going to get hit. But anyway, um, what that means is when you striving to save somebody, right? And they curse you out. See, uh, man, get that goddamn final call. Get out, get out fr from my door. Yes, sir, brother. You have a you have a great day. I, you know, we, we we'll talk to you later. See, that was turning the other cheek. It simply means not meeting like for like. See, when I come tell you what Islam did, man, get your men old men old Arab looking at you. Come on now, just keep it real. Now y'all know how it is with our people. Yes, sir. And you you don't go back and say, well, nigga, look at you, old dirty. Uh, I seen, bro. Listen, I I can't play the video because it was too vulgar. But I seen a video on Instagram, bro, and the dude called the dude mangy. I ne I never knew what mangy mean. I wouldn't even thought it was an insult. But man, this brother knew what mangy meant, and he was boy, he was so mad. I said, wow, I didn't even know what mangy meant. He said, don't you ever. He called him the B word and everything. But when he said mangy, he said, brother, man, don't you ever call me mangy, boy. And he, he was going, it was, it was funny, man. It was really, I didn't know what mangy meant, though. But, uh, you know, when you're talking to our people, you don't go back at them and say, well, yeah, brother. You say, yes, sir, brother, I, I apologize for bothering you. Now, I'll talk to you later. And they mind, they'll say, damn, I just cussed him out. And he met me with a positive word. I just cussed him out. And he just said, yes, sir, and walked off. Wow. Then the next time you go back. So let me tell y'all an experience. We going door to door. It's the same door I'm going to. Who is it? Brother Ben asked with the final call newspaper. Come to the paper. Not interested. Yes, ma'am. You have a good day. Next week. Who is it? Brother Ben X, this is what they do. Who? Brother Ben X. Who? Brother Ben X, ma'am. Okay, what what do you what okay, what you need? Uh uh Brother Ben X with Waxachi Study Group. We have the uh, final call newspaper. Uh seeing if this is something that you'll be interested in. So da, da, you know, I'm giving my spiel. No, nah, I'm not interested. Boom, go back. Fourth time, I come back. She answers the door. She says, Y'all consistent. You kept coming back. And she opened the door and she supported because of the consistency. We didn't let her saying, not interested. We didn't let her, you know, uh, saying, saying it in a little mean way get to us. We just kept coming back. And it ended up winning her over. Now, did she join the mask and MGT? No. But she took the paper and we showed her, look at the backside. At that time, we had the uh, true Christian love at the back. Look, sister. Have you ever watched this lecture called True, True Christian Love? Check it out by the minister. Oh, yeah, it'll really bring some clarity to you. And then, you know, 
But over, but we didn't meet like so that was turning the other cheek. So they getting the foundation, and we need and, and, and that good Baptist preaching and that good Baptist songs get you through time. Come on now. I man, so when I'm going through it, I still put on a good Baptist song. Boy, put on that Kurt Franklin. Shoot, I put on that Smokey Norfolk. Not an hour or another minute. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. An hour, another day. But at this moment with my arms outstretched, I need you to make a way. Come on, man. Them songs, man. Oh, they come in handy when you're going through them hard times and you're going through them trials. So let's not condemn our people. Let's raise them up and be appreciative of what God is already doing for them and for us. So that's what I wanted to uh you know, let me see. I, I, I think that's all my notes that I had, and we already over time. But, man, I hope y'all enjoyed this power call. We started off the week good, man. We heard from the minister. Um, and I thank everybody for coming on, sharing your feedback. If you are not a part of the power call, make sure you go to www.thepowercall.net. Go to www.thepowercall.net to join our community. It's free to join uh, if you want to upgrade, you can. We got classes, business classes. We got a book club that we're doing. So we got other things that will come as perks if you do become a premium member. But as far as learning, watching, studying, growing, and teaching, that will always um, be free. So I thank you all for listening, man. And I hope you all have a blacktastic day, a blacktastic week. And remember, the question of the week is, how will God reflect through you today? What do I mean by that? What do you mean by that, brother Ben? How will God reflect through me? There is a scripture that said, don't you know that you that you are the real temple of God and that the spirit of God or the spirit dwells in you? Y'all don't believe me, do you? Let me look it up because I know somebody saying, no, nah, I never you can't say that. Let me see. You are the real temple of God. Oh, man, I, I seen that Bible scripture. I said, well, good God almighty. Look at this, y'all. Because I know because somebody got to see it to believe it. I know you got to see it to believe it. Here it is right here. Let's check it out. Boom. First Corinthians. There it is. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells or lives in you? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Newsflash. So now when we look at that, the question is. How will God reflect to you today? Your people who you know on Instagram need a good word, need that message, need God. So when we say, child, you need God. Okay, what are you going to do about it? God. Uh-oh. Because God ain't in the sky somewhere, you know, or no ghost that's going to swoop down and come talk to him. He's going to work through you. John 14, 12 says those who believe will do the work that I'm doing, even greater works. So if we have accepted it, if we have the understanding and the reality of God, that God works through human beings, how will God reflect through us today? What's the lecture you mentioned of the minister discussing the seasons? It's called the season of God. And guess what? Just because you asked that, we're going to watch it tomorrow. That's what we studying tomorrow. Tomorrow we will be studying the season of God uh, starting tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Central Time. We're going to start that thing together. And y'all heard the minister. He said he wants us to study that, that Muslim program together. 
So uh, within the next week or so, uh, hopefully I try to find like a student minister or something that can come help us di- dialogue each point of it. You know, and if y'all know anybody, just let me know. Uh, or we can just kind of do it together. But I'd I'll, I'll rather have like maybe a student minister. Maybe I could reach out to my student minister, Brother Malik, if you got time. And, uh, you know, come on and break down that, that Muslim program for us and do what the minister asks us to do about studying together. So thank y'all for listening, family. Have a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum. Brother Ben here. Brother Ben. Now Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.